Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to episode 51 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. After a uh, quite a long hiatus, we are back and it is fall. The leaves are changing. There's a little chill in the air in the evenings, eh, every once in a while. And uh, we are ready to talk some real, honest-to-God football tonight. So welcome back to Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV sports podcast, coming to you from the studios in Montgomery County, Maryland. What's going on, boys? Yo. What's happening? All right. So that's Jeremy, Jerry, and I am Todd, and we are here to talk sports. And we're going to start things off tonight with everybody's favorite American sport, and that is football and the NFL. Football. Football. We will get to college later, but as it stands right now, we have your first NFL game tomorrow night, and it is a hell of a matchup, actually. Um, I think the Chiefs are probably going to drop 60, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But so this week leading up, probably well, the most like I'm getting COVID, <laughs> probably the most normal, <laughs> <laughs> probably the most normal I felt in a while sitting down to do some fantasy drafts and talking some shit and whatever the season ends up looking like, at least it kicks off tomorrow night. And let's just hope and pray they get in the majority of the 16 games and, and, and we start it off tomorrow night. So before we get into real football, fantasy draft we had a little snafu here at the wings beers and tears under fucking protesters man <laughs> under fucking pro- the, the best refu- draft I've, I've ever had I'll refund your money <laughs> the best draft I've ever had and we have to do a do over cause two fucking schmoes don't show it makes up. you feel any better I thought both of my drafts sucked so oh. just, just putting uh, and, that out there Yahoo was nice enough to send me the full list of picks from the first one so I can pass them back along with everybody <laughs> so they can start crying uh, so in any event it was good to talk some shit and draft some players and, and, and again who knows how it's all going to turn out because uh, like everything else it is just bizarro land right now well, um before we get started on that the reason i said i'm getting COVID is my stepdaughter just came back from college unexpectedly and walked in the door i'm sure her towson is loaded with uh COVID cases so it's nice knowing you guys <laughs> um no the, uh, <laughs> we'll isolate for a couple weeks we i got a b minus on my draft i was on the lower end but it, it sucks drafting eight because you got to draft two players at a time and yeah. you have to think ahead like I'm not. I might not get around to get a quarterback in the next time. I think. I think the wraparound picks. I think seven and eight, and even one and two. After you get past the first, you know, pick, it, you, you, your hand is forced a little bit yeah. because of that fear. Like shit. I'm not. I there's another thirteen or fourteen picks until right, it's right. me again. And I know? just want. The, there's two things that piss me off. One is Jeremy. <laughs> <Just two. laughs> one is Jeremy. Because Fuck that's, you. That fucker. We 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 redrafted. He gets the first pick. I know. It's, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The second one is is we give notice like. 18 fucking days notice because <laughs> and then there's always one dude that doesn't show up and it takes the full three fucking minutes when it should take 15 seconds to pick a player oh it, and it, it drives that 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 chase so that that is where the the fantasy draft is similar to me to to the nfl it, when they're like oh you get five minutes between dude you don't fucking need five minutes you don't need three minutes to pick a fantasy player no. 90, I don't think I don't think I don't think Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, ninety seconds. I don't think I got. Don't let facts get in the way of my fucking <laughs> argument. I don't think that my Sorry. clock got under a minute. I think every pick I, I made was within thirty seconds. I think my clock got under twenty, like whatever ninety minus fifteen is. <laughs> That'd be a minute fifteen. But. There we go. <laughs> well, we are starting off with a bag. Oh, so. You're really <laughs> not a mathematician. So, with that being said, so tomorrow night is the kickoff to the NFL season, and then a full slate of games this weekend. Um, so, so who, who plays tomorrow? KC and is it Houston? Yep, Houston. Yep. Are they are they having fans or no fans? I don't believe there are fans. Fifteen thousand, I think. Oh, okay. Fifteen thousand? Are you fucking kidding me? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a twenty five percent or fifteen percent capacity, whatever. <laughs> what it is. could go wrong there? Jesus yeah. Christ! Well, I it mean, is live a little bit. Dallas, Dallas is talking about having as much as fifty. <sighs> that was fucking douche. It wouldn't be a that'd be perfect. Let all those guys get COVID. Who gives a shit? So fucking cowboy <laughs> fans are the worst people in the world. <laughs> Other than them and Penguin fans, let's put NHL and let those fuckers have full capacity. Christ. <laughs> I don't really know where to go from there. But but alas, here we go. So as far as the local teams go, I think the Ravens are going to be on a very similar trajectory to last year. I think that they're going to be a high-powered offense. I think they made a lot of improvements, as they normally do. Such a good organization. Um their, their weapons last year that crept up on a couple people aren't going to creep up on anyone, but no. I think they're deeper. Um, and, I think they play in a pretty tough division, they though, do. because they I do. think Pittsburgh is going to rebound with Big I, Ben and those I guys agree. coming back. If I he agree. can stay healthy, which he probably can't. Cincinnati's going to be awful. And Cleveland will be better. But you have three out of the four teams that are competitive. I completely agree unlike with you. The, unlike the, the, red, well, the, the Washington football the team. Red team. Their, yeah. their red team. Um, unlike, you know, Did you say Washington? I'm, I'm calling them Red Wolves. Just because it's That'd such a... Cool. I'm going to call them Redskins, man, I, I, until I get another name. I slip all the time, which is why I've tried to train myself. I'm like, Red Wolves, because that's what I... That's my preference as to what it's going to be. So, Me too. You know? But um, uh, I, I think that Philly is going to... I think they're in the line for a letdown. I don't think Dallas is that special, and I think the Giants are terrible. So the Red the Redskins or the, the Washington team has an easier time at it, but we'll go through their roster and it won't matter because they're going to win five or six games. Well, I was going to say, so So let's, before we parse the roster and get into it, I think the Ravens, what did the Ravens win last year? 12? 13, 12 and 4 or 13, 13 and 3? I think I think there's a correction there. I think yeah. they're an 11 and 5 team. I, I, I agree with you. Um, but I still think they're really dangerous and that might be to their benefit being yeah. 11 and 5 going into the playoffs. Watch J.K. Dobbins. Dude. That dude is oh, going to have that beast. That dude is going to That dude is going to replace Ingram halfway through the year. I think so, too. Well, um, I, I don't think he needs to. He just, you know, he takes 15, 18 touches and makes both of them better. And, you know, yeah, there might be, there might be a couple games this year where um, uh, Jackson's only throwing the ball like 15 times. He might go 12 for I 15 mean, for 250. Do you, do you guys remember when the skins were really good and no. they had the change of pace back, Ricky Irvins, and he oh, would yeah. come in and just, Absolutely. like, every second at that the Super Bowl, every second carry, he would go, like, 50 yards. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, Joe and, Washington, John Riggins. I love well, that well, stuff. Biner, oh, yeah. Biner would just wear him down, <laughs> oh, wear him down. Right. Wear that was him. Ernest. Irvin's comes yeah. to boom right at the middle and score. Absolutely right. That was their uh, that was their theory with Chris Thompson, but uh, we saw how well that worked. <laughs> you know, because Thompson couldn't stay on the field, stay on but field. you know, yeah. um, no, I do like the change of of pace back. So before we get into the rosters for the the, the Ravens and more importantly the Red Wolves. Um, I really think you're going to see rookies and these unheralded guys have more of an impact than ever before this year. With all the unevenness of things, yeah, I, I, I really do. The, the games in the first four weeks are going to be awful. The oh. tackling is going to be atrocious. So first few weeks, I think there's going to be a shit ton of points. I, I think, think so offenses too. are just going to put up a ton of points. Right. I mean, usually when you go into camp um, – the first week or so, defense is always ahead uh-huh. because it's yep. easier to learn. You don't need to that much cohesion, right? You don't, you know. But there's some callousness you get when you practice and you play mm-hmm. preseason games and you're used to hitting. If you haven't had that, which they haven't, yep, um, you're going to see missed tackles. You're going to see arm shoulder, you know, oh, shoulder injuries. You're yeah. going to you're going to see, you know. Th- that type of stuff, you're going to see a lot of targeting, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be intentional. It's going right. to be because they don't know how to hit anymore. No, 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 the t- slow, and they're exactly. slow, and their reaction time slow. So, 
And that is one of my fears is you bring up the perfect term there is timing in all of sports is what it's all about, right? Baseball, you know, it takes 20 games to get your timing down on your swing. Hockey, you know, the tic-tac-toe passing takes timing. Uh, Basketball, you know, moving the ball around or whatever. Well, in football, the timing of a hit if it's off, that could be concussion city for the other guy. You know, and that's my fear is you're going to have teams going deep into that uh, larger practice squad earlier and more often. Well, I I thought – the NFL made a mistake by not expanding the rosters more than they already did. Completely agree. Uh, and, and that goes gonna, for normal gonna, times. Yeah, I've said that a lot. Because they're going to need players. Uh, and no I understand doubt. that Gibbs used to stack players, you know, stack studs on. So he would flirt with the rules and they're, they're worried about that. But man, I don't understand why you have, you know, the 53. It should be at least 60. It should be 65, you know, this, this year anyway. Because, Agreed. Uh, no, I, I I think you're going to need the bodies. Um, all right, so let's go right. through this. So, all right, so Red Wolves, Red right. Wolves, Red Wolves. Depth chart came out this week. Here we go. It's not looking pretty on offense. <laughs> Here are your starting wide receivers. Terry McLaurin. Stud. Yeah. Steven Sims. Very solid, serviceable guy, we'll but say, nothing, that doesn't he, scare he, anyone. He might be a C minus. Yeah, no, he doesn't scare anybody. As a number two. Uh, Dontrell Inman is your third starting wide receiver. Your backups yeah. are... AGG, Isaiah Wright. That's pretty gross. <laughs> That's, it's a bad. It's a bad core. It, yeah, it's, it's not a very good unit. It's probably one of the worst in, in well, the NFL. At least the tight ends are good and experienced. <laughs> so here are your tight ends: Logan Thomas, Jeremy Sprinkle, Marcus Ba. And he's like on the I practice squad. Like, I feel like we're watching like uh, Major League. Who the fuck, fuck are these guys? Who are these fucking pretty guys? <laughs> they're, uh, they're shitty. Yeah. Um, here are you. Here is your starting offensive line. Jerron Christian at left tackle. Ouch. My man, Wes Martin. Wes. Left guard. He won. Chase Rouillet. He's, he's, he's a perfectly he's, serviceable he's center. He's serviceable. Yeah. He's, Sheriff. He's, uh-huh. he's fine. He's Mor- good. Morgan Moses, the human, the human <laughs> penalty. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It's not very good. Yeah. Um, now, who? give me some of the backups on the O-line. Okay, so – uh, Sadiq Charles at yep. left tackle. Mm-hmm. Wes Schweitzer is your backup at both guards. Yep. Keith Ismail, which who was the who was a draft pick right. this year at yep. center. Uh, Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. Hmm. And they just traded for a dude named David Sharp, who's listed at third. Okay. What well, else? all right. So obviously, offense is going to be it's going to be painful to watch. Um, and your obviously, we know your. Uh, uh, your quarterbacks are Haskins, Allen, and Alex Smith. What a wasted roster spot for him. Uh, your running back by committee, which is disappointing to me because I drafted Antonio Gibson about 17 rounds too high because I thought he was going to be your starter. He will be. He will be. He will is, be. Uh, He's going to get a lot of touches. J.D. McKissick, Gibson, Peyton Barber, Bryce Love. You know how they fourth. probably picked the, the depth chart for running back? They just put four – Numbers that's, in a hat that's what that's just, what Rivera said. He said that's the first name we came up with. Yeah. But well, I mean, he's he's got some NFL experience and 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 he I think he's more of a, a of a bruising back, if I'm not mistaken. Who's that? Uh, McKissick. No, he's he's a third down guy. Is he uh, really? Barber's the one that's a little more. Oh yeah, yeah. Barber's the one that Barber, pounded a little Barber, bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and again, but those it, two yeah. guys have some some experience and you know Gibson's six two, two twenty, a kid's got some beef on him. Well, and, and Gibson apparently is the guy that 
he's the one that makes your jaw drop every once in a while. They're well, that, saying his. When you, know. when you listen to the radio, he's the one everybody talks about. Yes. This is why I drafted him. Yeah, he's the well, he's the reason that Peterson was let go, basically. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they know they, they basically don't need those touches that Peterson provides because he is as good as he is. He's 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 one dimensional, and they none of these other guys are really one dimensional, and that's that's what they're going for. Okay. And apparently, Scott Turner loves like multi-use well, backfields. You know, like well, he, well, yeah. but, but he loves so. but he loves mixing like you know he'll he'll put Barber and McKissick oh, yeah. in at the same time and, you know and and well, they we might need that with the lack of uh, they don't have enough I was gonna say that they don't have enough talent to say man on man I'm gonna beat you exactly you right got a scheme bingo openings yep. you'll you know? see looks where you'll have big McKissick and Gibson out there you know split behind Haskins and then they'll go in motion you'll have an empty backfield and you'll basically have three slot receivers you'll have Sims McKissick and Gibson all running around or one of them on the weak side will slough off and and, and ship the guy coming around the edge you know because Moses is going to hold him so (laughs) the the offensive line I think the offensive line is the weakest point weakest part of the team Oh, um, I think I think the receiver position is the weakest part. Well, of the team. no, I think the offensive line is because you can. Uh, you that's can, a good point in terms of like importance, like the O line. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you can yeah. you, you can you can get with serviceable wide receivers if you have a decent tight end. I think Logan Thomas honestly is going to have a. I think he's your breakout performer on offense just because he's not bad at all actually. No, just he because be he he is athletic. And he is going to be a safety net for Haskins. Yep. So he's going to ha- if he stays healthy, he's going to have a ton of catches. I, I I get the feeling if they can get into the red zone, he's actually dangerous because he's he's got the size, and apparently there's a little chemistry there between he and Haskins in the limited time they've had together. Um, but during you know between the twenties, my guess is like Jerry said, he's a safety valve. So you're going to see him rack up some stats in a week. He might have eight catches for sixty. And a touch, but seven of those catches are going to be like third and ten. He's going to get four. Right, you know, yeah, you, you're, you're probably right. You know, absolutely. But but and nothing against him because the offense just isn't dynamic. Just, so this yeah. may be one of the, the there. This is the bottom four offense in the league. Yeah, probably. You know, I think probably. So. All right, well, let's talk the defense. This All is right. a, this is where they're going to make some improvement. If they're going to improve on last year, it's going to be on. Oh, of, uh, th- th- this this should be a fucking 180. Right. Everybody's like, oh, they should be a, a bit better. I'm like, they better be so much fucking better. Right. Or, or we're talking another three-win team. All right, so the front four, Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. So good. Um, the, your backups are Kerrigan. And Ryan Anderson to defensive ends, Ioannidis and Settle. Uh, I mean, that's just <laughs> that's that's really good. I mean, that's, that's really eight, good. Eight guys that could start yeah. any, uh, you know, and across James, the league. And this kid from uh, NC State, James Smith Williams, mm. apparently is a pressing too. Oh, nice. So your linebacker is he a tackle or an end? What is end. he? Okay. Your yeah, they kind of took a flyer on him in the draft, right? They did. Well, seventh round pick. Yeah. yeah. That's her second time drafting a rusher, seventh round. Yeah. But he beat out some decent players. He did. You know? Yeah, yeah, no question. All right, so your linebackers, your starting three are Sean Dion Hamilton outside, John Bostic inside, Kevin Pierre-Lewis outside. Everybody keeps talking about Kevin Pierre-Lewis as being like the surprise of camp. Is he one of the guys that came from Carolina? Or He's is he... One, he came from Sh- uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, okay. that's right. You know what, though? So it Dave, seems like every Dave good defense every year, you have your known quantities, and then you get some – safety out of nowhere or some outside linebacker who's a little undersized that just blows your socks off. You're like, where'd that guy come from? Yeah. Skins have, or the, the Red Wolves haven't had one of those in forever. It seems like the Ravens get one every single yeah. year, yeah. you know? So maybe because of the scheme and the coaching, yeah, maybe we can find a little diamond in the rough. Yeah. Your backup is Thomas Davis. Hmm. Uh, you know, he guy's yeah. ancient, but he's, yeah, he's but a leader. That, uh, Cole right. Holcomb. Yeah, and, my boy. And the kid from Michigan, Hudson. Mm-hmm. 
I can't. Kaliki Hudson. Kaliki. Kaliki. Um, solid. The solid. You got some. I, you got some. You know what you got? You got youth and speed. Yes. Yeah, and depth. I mean, I, I think that. Almost, well, they're athletic. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time in a while, you and, know. You know, not to bring the offense back into it too much because it's depressing. But that's one thing is that the O line seems to have some depth, and I, that carries over to the D line, linebacking core. It's not maybe not you know top in the league D line maybe, um, but the depth is there. Yep. Your uh, back four are Kendall Fuller and Ronald Darby at corners. They're backed up by Jimmy Moreland and Fabian Monroe. Greg Stroman and Danny Johnson made the team, primarily, I guess, for uh, special teams purposes. Mm-hmm. Landon Collins and Troy Apke mm-hmm. at your safeties, which surprised me. Yeah, Everett, they love that. They love Apke. They love him. DeShazer Everett and Cameron Curl are their backups. So safeties. Uh, probably the weakest link, I think, on this on the defense. But all in all, this should be a top ten defense. Oh, uh, without question. If they're not top ten, I, I'm dead serious. You're Especially with Del Rio, you can't blame it. If if they're not top ten, it's not because the coach. If you know gave him the same shit roster from last year, they would they would they would find a way. He would find a way to get thirty sacks. Well, they, they, they had what forty six. They were one of the top in the league. That's probably. Kind of like in hockey, if you're leading in block shots and hits, that means you didn't have the puck. Right. Well, they never had the damn ball, so of course they got some sacks because they had some right. damn plays on defense. I don't have the numbers in front of me. That's one of the things they need to keep down, and that's where the offense needs to help them out and not have three and out all day long. If the other team scores 20 or more, it's over. Could be. Yeah, you know, I, I just, at least 12 I, of the games, I yes. think I think we're going to have a lot of those ugly games. I think they're going to win five or six games, and but the most – really what I want to see – which which I'll get frustrated, you know, in the first play of the game. But um, really, if if, <laughs> if you're watching, if, frustrated if, during if, the national anthem. Yeah, if you can, if you can <laughs> let Haskins, if you come out of the season saying that's my guy, it's a successful season. I, I agree. I agree. I, I've I've heard so many pundits here as we're getting closer say, you know, the growth of Haskins is really going to be the the benchmark of the success of the team, and that. <sighs> That puts a lot of pressure on him, but the point there is the offense is not dynamic, so he doesn't have a ton of pressure on him right now. He doesn't have to go out and have Daniel Jones-like numbers, you know, or or some of those other younger quarterbacks that just had some some amazing games. What he needs to do is get more out of guys like the third and fourth receivers and to make sure he's distributing the ball. And if they're only going to throw it 18 times, he needs to have 15 completions, you know? Well, it's all words right now, but you do like what he's saying. He's not worried about himself. He's not specifically, he's not worried about numbers. He's worried about decision-making and, you know, involving people and not making the big mistake. And it's, you know, he's saying the right things. I'm guessing he's getting a lot of it from Rivera and his other coaches and even Alex Smith. Yeah. You know, now, I'm guessing so. he's being coached differently than he has. I mean, he only had one starting year at Ohio State. Well, he wasn't remember really that. coached last year. And then last year was just a complete Jay shit show. Who couldn't give less of a shit. Right. And then Callahan, who wanted to get out of the building in less than two hours every game instead of actually playing. Yep. So it was a complete disaster. It was. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's you actually kind of even, you know, I know he did some fun, you know funky things last year with the selfie on the one win and stuff like that, but... The fact that he didn't like lose his mind and become a complete diva last year is actually kind of impressive. <laughs> it really and he's is. done everything they wanted, and I'm excited. I think the kid's think, got a future. I, I think so, too. I like the guy. Uh, I've, I liked him at Ohio State. I liked when we drafted him. I feel bad for him that his first year was the way it was, but this is a business, man. Every you know, Most NFL players will go through a season or two with a complete just 
shitty roster, awful coaching, you know, front office upheaval, and they got to go out on the field and still, you know, be the be, be the face. So much of the theme to me, you know, is with this new coaching staff, and there's just a clean slate, mm-hmm. you know, for everybody. And who who needed that more than him? Right. You know, and he embraced it, I think. Well, and the talk be, behind the scenes is it's just it's pure professionalism, which is so far from what they've had previously. You well, know, we'll, we'll see. Let's. Well, yeah, I love when Del Rio says, I don't care about I care only about production. I don't care about talent. Everybody's got talent. Let's see production. So, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go to the Ravens. Let's do it. All right. Here. Here are the Ravens depth chart. On wide receivers, you have Willie Sneed and Marquise Brown. Hollywood. Backing them up is Miles Borkin and Chris Moore. And doesn't matter who the thirds are. <laughs> uh, not, the, not a fantastic uh, receiving core no, yet again. No, but that, I think they, they, they know their roles. They do. And, I mean, and they use I, tight ends I, like wide receivers. Sneed's so. a possession receiver. Marquise Brown's a deep yep. threat. Boykin's got the most skill, right? The offensive line, I think, is uh, pretty much the same with the exception of DJ Fluker. You got Ronnie Stanley at left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr. at mm-hmm. right tackle, Bradley Bozeman at left guard, Matt Skura at center, and DJ Fluker, who they got as a free agent, I yep. think, uh, at guard. He's That's a pretty solid um, uh, group up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end is Mark Andrews, of course. Uh, they lost Hayden Hurst, who is now my fantasy tight end at He's in Atlanta, right? In Atlanta. Oh, I think Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball to him like 10 times a game. They got Lamar, Robert Griffin, and Trace McSorley, quarterback. Uh, Patrick Ricard at fullback, who also plays defensive line, which is my favorite player of all time. He's awesome. And then they have Ingram, and they have J.K. Dobbins listed fourth, but I don't think that really matters. Yeah, no. Uh, He's he's going to – he will emerge quickly. Yeah, so – um, that's a pretty much the same offense coming mm-hmm. back. It'll be how defenses have adjusted to Lamar. If Lamar can progress a little bit and throw a little bit better and make people loosen up, they'll still be effective. So that's an interesting thing to see how in year two of Lamar Jackson, all the hype, if the defenses have caught up like they did with RG3. Exactly. So I remember this time last year when we were talking about um, this new innovative Ravens offense – and we all said, okay, show us. And then three or four weeks in, it was like, oh, my God, no one's ever going to stop them. And granted, they, they, they did lose in the first round of the playoffs, but they were pretty much an offensive juggernaut the entire season. Yes, you know, they were. You know, teams really didn't have answers for them as much as they were able to outscore them or, or out-scheme them now and again. And Harbaugh, quite honestly, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Jerry. I love Harbaugh. There's a couple games last year that I think he just botched yeah. early on. You know, He'll have brain farts. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see with the adjustment period and with the personnel being so similar, what what do they do to keep it fresh? Well, they they are the antithesis of the of the Redskins or the Ray of Red Bulls, whatever we're calling them, <laughs> uh, because if the other team scores twenty, they're in trouble. Like they have to, their defense is their offense is a juggernaut. If they don't score above twenty four. They're a good chance of losing because their defense is not special. Whereas the Redskins, if the other team gets a twenty, their offense can't score enough right. to keep up. The so. only difference is, and it's a little like Kansas City. It, it doesn't matter what the score is if there's still a quarter or two left. You're, you're in trouble, you know. Right. And the I mean, Ravens could they could score five straight possessions. The Ravens need to get turnovers. Yes, they don't need they don't need the stifling defense and three and outs all the time. They right. just need to get turnovers. Wow, what a shift in the in in that organization. 
Got to give them credit, man. They morph with uh, with the times. Um, so here's our defense. All right, let's hear it. Not that impressive. Uh, <laughs> defensive tackles, uh, they run a 3-4. So defensive tackles uh, are Calais Campbell, mm-hmm. Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf, and their rush linebacker is Pernell McPhee. No shit. That's not that great. No, Calais Campbell's good. Calais Campbell is 55 years old. Yeah, he, he can still play. I don't know. And Brandon Williams is 56 years old. <laughs> Um, not you know no, they're space eaters. Um, no, you're not going to get a lot of sacks from that group. No, 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 no. I agree. Jalen Ferguson, that that was the guy that everybody was talking about, and he still can't crack the starting lineup. So maybe he's just a rush specialist. But if you <laughs> if you can't beat out Pernell McPhee, because that dude played at Washington and he was maybe the worst player on the roster. All right, here are the linebackers: Patrick Queen, the rookie; mm-hmm. L.J. Fort, who had never heard of; Matthew <laughs> Judon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Ju- Judon's good, and and I love the rookie. Well, like Queen can Queen run. Can do. Yeah. Queen, yeah, he's he's a he's the guy that's going to create the turnovers. He's your difference maker. Malik Harrison, the, their fourth round pick from Ohio State, who I really liked. He's third string at the moment, so okay. that's a little surprising. Um, the back backs four had a big turnover when your boy uh, Earl Thomas got cut for being a dick. <laughs> and punching Chuck Clark in the face, and apparently nobody liked Earl Thomas. Um, so their starting corners are pretty solid, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Uh, Deshaun Elliott at free safety, Chuck Clark at strong safety. No more um, Earl Thomas. Right. Who I assume will play for the Cowboys at some point. Probably. Um, all right, so so c- quite the contrast up the beltway, right? Ravens. But, yeah, you off, know. high high octane yep. offense. I mean, if you could put the Ravens offense and the Redskins defense together, you'd have Super Bowl champ. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what they can do. I I trust. I just ragged on Harbaugh, but I trust that guy. And and again, professional, organized. They're they're coached up on both sides really well, and they know what they're doing. They, they absolutely know what they're doing. They have an identity, and they embrace it, and they roll with it. And I think that's what Rivera and, and, and Del Rio are trying to get to is, you know, we want to be we want to be really strong. We want to be deep. We want to play fast. We want to play physical, you know, and then kind of let the offense morph a little bit. So, you know, we'll see how it all plays out again. I don't I'm all right. So the NFL is interesting because this is the first professional league to get off the ground at the start of the season during all of this bizarre bizarreness going back to March. Right. The NHL and the NBA had completed essentially 80% of their season, so it was in their best interest to try and find a way to patch together the playoffs and finish it off, right? Major League Baseball technically started, but in a league that plays 162 games and they're playing 60, it's a fucking joke. It's an exhibition season. It's not real. Well, it's like yeah. if the NFL tried to keep their playoff schedule but started in you know November. Yeah, it was like so. if the NFL was like, hey, don't worry, we're going to play five games yeah. and then have uh, <laughs> exactly. you know – you know, the top four will play. In Which is what I was telling them to do. Yeah. <laughs> Have five games and then go in a bubble. Yep. So, uh, you know, this is the first pro league to truly kind of catalyze everything. No bubble and attempt to play as normal a 16-game schedule as possible. I don't think they will. I, think. I don't think so either, but I, I am holding out more hope as we go along because the testing – worldwide especially here in this country is so much more accessible and so much more accurate and quick right now and they're professionals man yes i mean these exactly dudes, for the for a large part you have some clowns and knuckleheads of course but these dudes a lot of them have families a lot of them know what's on the line 
a lot of them don't get paid unless they play. That's right. So they're going to be more disciplined than the morons in mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, you know, as we're seeing, things are, things are, uh, games are getting um, canceled in college. But uh, that well, campuses are shutting down. I mean, right. It's, but it's, the, you know what? Anybody who's, I mean, there's some people that don't want college sports to play. Right? So, so whenever they see something, oh my God, Middle Tennessee State can't play. I'm, I am, if you played 50 games a, uh, a weekend, 10 of them are going to get canceled. Right. You just watch the other 40. Right. And you don't expect them to play. It's not a big deal. It's no, you, you, you make a good point. They're, they're giving it, the, pardon the pun, the old college try, but the reality is there's going to be some serious attrition in terms of number of games. Yeah, and but I mean, you know, so a team has to forfeit twice out of 10 games. Who gives a shit? Right. It's still right. college football. Man. Exactly. It's, you know? But it's not pro. And and you make the distinction there. These guys are pros, and the because resources these guys get paid. Correct. To play. The, key the resources there are far far more reaching than the others, and for good reason, right? I mean, these teams are ponying up good money to make sure that the players are safe and tested, and you know things are moving forward as seamlessly as they can. I do agree. There will be some scheduling snafus. There will be some testing that brings up positive players. You'll have a game get pushed back. You'll have a matchup uh, not happen, and they'll have to reschedule for a bye week or whatever the case may be. If that's few and further between, I will be surprised and pleasantly surprised. I'm a sports fan. I want to see sports. I'm wondering if – I mean, I'm sure they have some kind of plan, but I wonder how solid and or realistic it is for those kinds of scenarios because you'd think that if they can get away with only having a few incidents over the season, they'd want to make sure those games get played. I mean, you know, we haven't, I mean, they, they haven't changed their schedule at all, right? From even when it was released when, you know, in May or I don't April believe or whatever so. it was. Yeah, I don't believe so. So, I mean, do they have a, any kind of plan where it's like, you know what, you know, one of these two teams, you know, has they some have positive to. tests. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're just going to basically put them on by this week, you know, and we'll figure it out. Or they just say season. that game's a tie. Hmm. That game's a tie. We have ties. So that yeah, game's that a tie. That might be it, too. Yeah. Now, I'm uh, sure that they have a contingency plan for the contingency for the contingency. Yeah, I mean, look, I think if, if there's an outbreak on the team, those teams forfeit. If both teams um, have outbreaks, then it's a tie. But due to the, the, the more immediate testing, I think the outbreaks are going to be fewer. Right. I think you're going to have instances, and that's the goal. That's why they're going to test as often as they are, is to say – we, we don't hope and pray every week that everybody's you know COVID-free. Of course we do. We understand that there will be positive tests. Remove that entity immediately because Apparently you have... there's only been one. I know. Yeah, one basically play. since... I mean, they're not doing a bubble like NBA and NHL, but they're trying to institute similar procedures with you know, their guys, you know, say, you know, li- limit your contacts, this, that, and the other, and they get tested, what, twice a week or something? And, I think it's more often than know. that. I think it's more often. I think yeah, it's three okay, or four every, times a week. Okay, well, whatever it is. And, you know, and so... And since they've basically, because all the positive tests they did have were when guys were like coming back. Or I don't know why the they camp, don't right? test every day. I, well, again, with this new, what is it, like the minutes. Abbott testing or whatever? It's 15 like the, minutes. Yeah. I, mean, I know from experience. Yeah. It's 15 minutes. Instant. It's yeah. instant. So now. I, That's where I, I wanted us to pre- be as a nation back in May, just right. by the way. Yeah, but, I, you know, I presumably. Uh, you know, it's you got to trust that it's reliable, but right. That's what I keep. All right, so let's focus on. Let's switch to college football now. Okay, I, I watched yeah. the first weekend. Now, admittedly, none of the big boys were really playing, um, but you saw some shitty ass football. Awful. Um, it was awful. It was 
you know, Marshall beat Eastern Kentucky 60 to nothing. Yep. And West Virginia plays Eastern Kentucky, and Eastern Kentucky is just they're there to get a paycheck That's exactly and make a political for. statement because yep. all their coaches wear all the political stuff. And I think after this week, they're done. Mm-hmm. They don't play a conference schedule, so they're just playing for the money. Yep. Um, but the first, the, the tackling was bad. Um, everybody was going out of their way to appear to be, you know, socially a conscious and distancing, and it was nauseating because if they tested negative, then why do they need to be socially distant? Right. You know, if they if they all got tested on Saturday morning and they're clear and they've been in a bubble, then why do they need to have chairs six feet apart? Right. It doesn't make it. And then they're going to go out like I watched that, the Navy game. They made sure to make sure that the TV showed that they were six feet apart sitting down. Mm-hmm. But then the defense would go out and hit strangers. Yeah, right. And not stay apart and get in each other's face. It was so stupid. It's, it, it is, uh, again. And it, uh, they did it because they didn't want to get blasted. Correct. You have people <clears throat> watchdogging these refs to make sure that their masks are up, and if they don't, they, you know, it's just the, the it's just an awful situation. Well, people bizarre. are dumb. People are dumb. <clears throat> yeah, people, people see what they want that. to see, and, you know, the, the, the leagues, the teams, everybody that's trying to – to put on a show and get their athletes back out there and give give some sort of entertainment, they're they're doing their best to just play along, you know. But colleges uh, are having COVID parties, of course they are, because these students realize that even if they get test positive, they're not getting sick, um, so they don't care, and they they have no discipline at all, none, you know? none. Um, so the only hope for a team is to say, "I know you're 18." I know there's a cool party with a, that you want to go to. You can't go. Yep. And if they say, I'm going, then you're going to get an outbreak. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, you, you are trusting, uh, you know, the players to, uh, to police themselves, which is obviously going to be harder when you're dealing with 18-year-olds who are getting redshirted and not part of a, don't feel part of a team anyway. Right. But yet they have to show up at, uh, you know, at, at meetings and stuff. I, yeah, I'm I'm way more confident that the NFL is going to come off with something close to a 16-game season with a few little hiccups here and there. Just not confident that college is going to look anything like even what the ACC and SEC want it to look like. It's yeah. it's just it's not going to come I off think, that way. I think there will be teams that play a full season. Um, I I think I am I think the Big Ten has embarrassed itself. Um, it's just <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, how they look. Um, they look like fucking idiots because they are fucking idiots. Um, they thought that they wouldn't play and everybody would join in. And now they're trying to find a way to get back and, and play. They just look like fucking tool bags. So why can't they just say, you know what? We fucked up. You know, and over the last month, things have leveled out. We're seeing all these other sports doing this stuff. NFL's getting going. Let's get going on October first. I why, heard that why, there why are. I heard that there are four teams four. that have just drawn the line in the sand and said we're not co- playing no matter what. And because of the TV rights and everything that's tied to the conference, mm. the teams are not allowed to. You wonder why they're doing off. that, and it probably has nothing to do with safety. I I have no but idea at why. At this point, it can't because I think it has nothing to do with safety. That this can be done safely. At least safely well, enough. At know. least safely enough at the start. Yeah, you know, right. Um, it has nothing to do with safety. I think it all has everything to do with politics. Um, but they look like fucking fools. Um, and 
you know what though? Uh, hats off to them. Stand your ground. Uh, you know, but when uh, you lose recruits and people start transferring and people don't want to play for the Big Ten anymore, um, that's that's the bed. Now it's not going to affect Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State. But ironically, Michigan is one of those teams apparently that has said they're not going to play, which is crazy because every every freaking football player wants to play and their coach is so adamant to play. Um, there is no reason they did what they did scientifically. None. There's no reason. Um, we scientifically right. still don't know dick. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, Sci- about, science is a, science is a fucking all, sham of a word right now. It's all about politics, and it's a shame that they use these kids like this. It's yeah. a shame. Politics and liability. It's a shame. Don't the doctors at the in the Southeastern Conference talk to the doctors in the Big Ten? Don't the doctors in the Big Ten talk to the doctors in the Big 12? Yeah, and every doctor you talk to says something different. It, it, dude, dude, the science of this, dude, we're but learning how to fly one, a plane while we're flying a plane. But there's not one person that's gotten sick. Show me one player that's gone back and played football that's been in the hospital. I, I have no idea. That's gotten sick. I have well, no idea. Well, I can tell you it's zero because if it wasn't, the media would be all over it. You mm-hmm. couldn't hide it. Right. So, um, well, you bring you brought up the term. I think more importantly, it's the lack of discipline. It's the lack of discipline to adhere to rules so that no one gets sick, regardless of how sick they're going to get. Don't fucking get it. Find a way not to get it by being disciplined. Yeah. And if so, if pros can't do it, there's no way a college kid can do it. I can guarantee you that because there has been over in Europe, there's they put the Nations League in a bubble in Iceland to play like a Nations League tournament. And two high-profile English guys got sent home because they snuck girls into the bubble. <laughs> you have fucking pro footballers. Oh, you're morons. And, and, I mean, these guys just have zero discipline. So there's no way a 19-year-old third-string tight end at Clemson isn't going to go, fuck that. I'm going to that party on frat row. You I know? am so happy West Virginia's playing football. If they play six games, I'll consider it a success. <laughs> it's just, you know. Now, are they going to have um, – is there any semblance of fans? Not for the first, which is kind of crazy because Marshall had fans, um, and you're in the same state. But right. uh, no, uh, I mean to answer your question, uh, there is no policy yet. No. I think they're waiting to see. But you know, when it gets colder, it's going to people are going to get sicker. Yeah. Uh, yes, and and to Jeremy's point, I've heard you know rumblings of um, the Big Ten trying to resurrect and save face a little bit and do a, a truncated season that starts later. Dude, look at where the Big Ten teams are, and you're not gonna you're not gonna start a game, you know, you're not gonna start playing games and, and roll into middle of December in, in Lansing. And, well, I <laughs> think you mean, I mean I think like you know Minnesota and, oh and Chicago aren't great places to play football. <laughs> yeah, you can play uh, you can play on on the rink that is the field at that point. But I think that um, the spring season fallacy has been. You know, that's not even an option anymore. And, and I'll, let, I'll fully I'll, admit, that was my thing yeah, back in June. What, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I think all three of us. Too, yeah. But then yeah. I didn't think about nah, you the, simply would be playing freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, no, no. It, it, the, the closer we got, the, the more you get into the minutia, you see how complicated a mess everything right. is. Um, so for those giving it a try, I hope they do it safely. I hope it's as, as successful as could be, both financially and for you know all the participants involved. And for those not doing it, I hope that it doesn't do unreparable harm. Well, you know? if I was Maryland football, I would be furious because that's that's the kind of program that's going to suffer because it, you're 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 giving up a whole season of recruiting, really. I mean, it, it, if kids see, if you're choosing between them and 
anywhere know, else outside any, the Big Ten. Anywhere else outside the Big Ten that's playing, right? And and, and it's it appears to be successful. You're you're really losing ground and when your coach his main thing is recruiting, and he and it's basically he's rendered impotent because of all this. Like you know, I wonder just, if Rutgers is even going to field a team anymore because hmm. they were losing fans anyway. Right. Yeah, um, you could see them just saying, "Yeah, we're done." <laughs> so and I and I wonder how this is going to affect everything, but. Like I said, next month we could talk about you know teams dropping out. But I, I'm if West Virginia plays six games, it'll be six weeks I get to watch them play, which is cool with me. Right. Um, but if they don't play, I'm just going to turn channel something else. It's the two teams that are playing. Sure. Sure. Um, so who knows? Well, I mean, like everything else, man, we all try and, and and see. You know, we have our ideas of what we think things are going to turn out like, and then two weeks later, it's a completely different landscape. Sometimes for the better, sometimes yeah. stagnant, sometimes, you know, I think where we are right now is stagnation. I think what we're seeing all around us and how we're living our lives, it feels very murky and weird, yeah. and it's going to be that way for a while. I think the best chance of college football being played is if schools are online. No, without question. Well, well, you, can't, yeah. you can't bring the students back because then you're asking for a lot of deaths. Well, that's, that's the whole thing, too, is we, we kind of talked around it. But, you know, oh, well, you, you know, if, the, if it's not safe enough to have kids on campus, you can't have sports, this, that, and the other. When you See, realize, I never understood. Well, well when you realize then, the, the, then all the athletes, or the, at least the, probably the athletes themselves, but the coaches and the administrators are like, we'd rather only have the athletes here. Cause we because then you, you've, you've essentially – Built well, a bubble yeah, for yourself. Exactly. You know? Each campus, right. Yeah. We, so we, like I'm saying, why? About that. Right. Yeah, if you're going to have them online, bubble. stay at home. Right. But you couldn't do that because a lot of a, a ton of people probably would have paid tuition if my kid didn't have at least the opportunity or, or exactly the illusion. Exactly. Right. Illusion to go to one lab a week. To go to one lab a week. And there it is. And, and and the financial windfall or you know just catastrophic loss from these decisions is really that's going to tell the tale in history. You know. All the rest of it's murky. All the political stuff, all the science stuff. No one actually knows where the truth lies in all of that. No, it lies nowhere. It, correct. So the reality <laughs> either is, party. It, it lies. <laughs> so the reality is, <laughs> reality in this situation is kind of a weird term a too, right? A lot of different ones. <laughs> but uh, but I think when you look back on it, what you'll be able to do is say, what can we account for? And you can account for. A team stuck their nose out. They had this few cases. They played eight games, and they got this as a windfall from whatever TV contract. You know, all you know? I want is I want a 12 o'clock game. I want to see Virginia play Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. And at 4 o'clock, I want to see two SEC teams play. I don't care which which they are. Right. And then maybe a night game. Mm-hmm. And I'll be fine. Sure. You know, I don't. That would be entertaining. I don't care about bowl games. That's stupid. I don't care about BCS. Okay, stuff. so pardon my ignorance, real quick, while we're tying all football together. The NFL this weekend is it a full slate Sunday or are they playing games Saturday? It is a full Sunday. slate. Yeah. Okay, so it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Like, yeah. a, okay. I think we said it earlier, but and I don't, I'm not sure. But I don't think they've touched their schedule yet. Okay, no, I don't think they've touched anything. But I do think that you know these leagues are going to play off of one another and. If college football does have, you know, if serious teams drop out and it turns out they're like, wow, the only game Saturday is, uh, D, you know, Vermont and, you know, Maine, then uh, the NFL is going to go, oh, we have a Saturday night game. And, yeah, you know, right. you're, they, they will, they, they'll, they'll will, pounce on that they'll, opportunity. They should. They're already doing that in, in because of the Masters. 
um, you know, Masters in November this year. That's right. And CBS. And, you know, they're, they're talk about TV money. Oh, Masters and TV money, at least for golf, has got to be the, the pinnacle. I was drooling over here just thinking of watching the Masters well, but, in December. So what you got is you got, you know, Masters Saturday followed by LSU Alabama, assuming everything's, you know, good ah. health-wise. Oh. I think that game got bumped back. I think it was supposed to be at 3.30 or 4 or something. It's going to be at 6.30 or 7 now. <laughs> it's going to roll right from ah, Saturday Masters. So great. And then Sunday, the, the, the boys, you know, at, at Augusta are going to go off early. So they're done by two thirty or three. So the you know CBS doesn't have a game till four o'clock that day. So it's just going to be Brilliant. it's going to be unbelievable. We, we've never watched Masters and football on the same day. Right. Well, Amazing. let's uh, let's hope we can do that this time. Let's hope that uh, let's hope that some teams make it through. Yeah, uh, like I said, if we can if if we can just get Saturdays with with some good games, yeah, I'll, I'll right. be satisfied with that. I realize that twenty five percent of them are going to. F- be postponed and forfeited. And and of the ones that are played, 50% are going to be complete garbage. But yeah. at least they're going to be games. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I'm with you. The product on the field the first couple weeks is going to well, be... Well, they, they, they were the small teams. They were. You know? Um, um, but uh, it was uh, it was good to see, but after about... I mean, I was watching the Navy game, and I was like, I've yes. never seen Navy look like that this. Was I know. That was, that was so rough. for those kids. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, that was a little disheartening. Speaking of disheartening, let's talk about DC sports. So the Nationals <laughs> blow chunks, their doo doo chunks, and the Capitals are still looking for a coach because they decided not to play. So what the fuck is going on with our teams that win a championship and then decide that everything's good for the next five years? All right, so let's take this one at a time. Let's do our brief baseball talk. We haven't actually talked baseball in quite some time. Go O's. Yeah, yeah. Doing all right. So the Nats. You know, combination of things. Bottom line is they haven't had a consistent lineup for since this whole thing started, and that hurts a team that lives off of you know getting a lot of runs and chunks and everything, and they just haven't done it. Uh, with no Strasburg, that yeah. that pitching lineup went from oh my god, it's the big bad Nats yeah. to huh, those guys kind of suck. Yeah, they got know? two guys who are competent and, and who can win some games in the three or turds. Yeah. So and then they lost Rendon yep. and Robles is not hitting. He's at not all. Well, I mean, you, you look at Robles and Taylor, and you go, "Oh, those guys are studs. Well, they're great fielders. God, those guys are just not good hitters. They're just well, not good hitters. You're yeah. right." And that's you know the thing is if they're the eighth or ninth guy in the lineup, you know I actually thought the DH thing you know league wide was going to help a team like the Nats. I think it hurts them because they're used to only having to run eight guys out there. And they got to run out nine hitters. You know, and it's just they don't have the depth and with injuries and everything else. Robles and Taylor are fine as the eighth or ninth guy. They're not fine as a guy that's got to hit fifth or sixth. But I, I think I think in. if you would have told Mike Rizzo that Victor Robles was going to be hitting ninth at this point of the season, he would have been like, that's not our plan. Right. No, I agree with they that. They expected more from and this is, and, and they're a team that this 60-game season is it completely – they were ruined from the beginning yeah. because the best they were probably going to do was be a 500 club. At, at best, just based on their track record and the way they get rolling, the way they rely on that deep rotation, and that goes out the window at that point. Sixty games, uh, you know. I mean, yeah. well, every, all all of their ammo was basically taken away, you know, between the players moving on, players not performing, and then well, yeah. having the format. You basically count on a sixty percent of the games, you will have a damn good chance to win because of those three pitchers. Yep. Well, it's still sixty percent. I mean, obviously, Strasburg's injury aside. But that when you only have sixty games, the impact of one or two bad starts or one yep. or two stretches on the DL just 
it, it's not it's, it has a lot more impact yeah and, and if Scherzer battles and goes seven and only gives up two and you lose yeah. oh you're fucked now yeah, you, know? Say, I mean, you can't afford 2.67 you know? games per game and it's yep. just well they extended Rizzo for three years which Thank is very God. smart uh, that, guy's, very that guy's smart. fantastic he's my, so, he's my hero for getting I think, thrown you know, out from the I, mezzanine I think awesome. like I, I sort of think about him like I do McClellan right I mean they made obviously everybody makes mistakes but generally they know what they're doing yeah and generally you can count on them to uh to write the ship let's talk about our boys what are we gonna do todd who's gonna be our coach the caps all right gun to my head i think it's gonna be laviolette me too that would be my i think it's laviolette gallant i think are the one two i Babcock am is almost a one a sort of but i just don't think they can hire him well i'm, Elliot I'm hearing hearing more and more traction on him which just makes me cringe elliot friedman said uh he thinks if he had to bet now, Gallant is not it. They're not interested in him, um, and it is Babcock and Laviolette at the one A and one. So if 1A that if, if those are really the front runners to me, it's not even a choice. It's Laviolette. I don't love the hire, but he's a legit guy. He's been to the Stanley Cup Finals with multiple teams. Well, there's no there's nobody out there that's no. a surefire. And think about it in hockey. Timing is everything. Yep. How many Stanley Cup winning coaches had to toil? for decades as uh, the guy that couldn't get it done until they got it done. You, you need chances and you need timing. You look at a guy like Sutter out in L.A. I mean, that guy bounced around the entire league yep. and everybody's like, oh, that guy's just a puppet. He sucks. And he won two two cups in three years. You know, Trotz. You know, yeah. Trotz got, got us to... 20 plus, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, the, I think the Caps were hoping that the Lightning would flame out and they, they would be frustrated with John Fire Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, no, I, I think I, that I, was, right. Yeah, that's what I think they've been waiting for. Now right. it's a, now it's not going to happen because yeah. he's in Eastern Conference Finals. But right. I, if he would have lost in one of the well, earlier rounds, maybe they here's would. my hope. If if they're still talking to Babcock this much, is part of what they're talking to him about is okay. So you have a history of being abusive, which <laughs> is not acceptable anymore. Right. And your underlings are racists, which is obviously not acceptable. So And you're gonna come to DC. You're for coming fuck's to DC. Sake. <laughs> you know? So, you know <laughs> You need to leave that shit yeah, at the door, bro. <laughs> can you can you adjust and you know be a little kinder, gentler Babcock? Because if you if not, you, you get out of here. I'm hoping that if they truly I didn't think it was serious until I heard Elliot Friedman. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean you 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 mentioned the name because he's available and his his track record's good. Yeah, but I'm hoping that they will go to their leadership before they, unless the leadership is the guys that they feel need to kick in the ass. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're playing with fire with Mike Babcock. Man. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it. you could. I think Look, you could lose La- a team with see, him. See, I'm with you there. If if Laviolette comes in and they finish third or fourth and and maybe they win a round or whatever. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of upheaval from within. I think guys are going to go, hey, you know what? Good, we're, we're a good team. We lost to a good team, like our coach, like our players. You know, almost more like status quo, right? With Babcock, it could go south fast. It could go south fast. And, yeah. and unfortunately for Toronto, and that is a, such a proud organization that hasn't won shit in half a century, they really yeah. bet on Babcock to yep. get him over the top. He put them back further. Yeah. He fucked now, up some of those young guys. Exactly. The young guys is the key. That's why even though I don't want Babcock at all, it would be a completely different situation and not just because of the things I already mentioned. It's the, the you know, the talent pool and the just the, the the structure in the locker room is completely different. I'm he, not saying it's better, but it's just different. He could not coexist with Kuznetsov. 
No. Kuznetsov would make Bob Here's, Mike Babcock even, shoot him in the face. Even if Babcock <laughs> came back, like Jeremy just said, I think with he'll a, probably get fired if, if he, that happens. But, <laughs> but I, don't, I don't know, man. It's hockey. <laughs> He's Canadian. I, even if Babcock came back, back up. and just said, look, I'm a changed man. I took some time off. I really evaluated my time in Toronto. I see what's going on socially in the world. I need to rethink how I'm doing things. Ted and Brian gave me a fresh start. I'm, I'm a hockey guy. I know how to fucking win. Let's go. Yeah, this, Even this, if yeah. he said all of that. This group is ready to win. So. I don't trust his style of coaching in this current NHL because it failed in Toronto, and I think it would fail here. I, I Again, I don't think Laviolette is, is, is a groundbreaker, but you know what? He keeps it super simple. All of his teams play really fast. They play a little on the edge in terms of being physical. That's exactly what our team is. You know, I would rather play fast and physical and in your face. Why haven't they pulled the trigger? Why? I mean, he's been out there. I he, don't. I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. They got to be waiting for something. I mean, are they doing? Are they giving Babcock a psychological evaluation and they're waiting for the paperwork to come back? <laughs> Probably no. I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, no, I, I'm not really. I mean, something along those lines. That's kind of what I've been getting at. Is you know, because it's just again, it's a different situation. I don't really think the same problems would be there, but. And again, in Toronto, you're so. I mean, in some ways, it's harder because the the media scrutiny, right? Right. But you're also protected a little bit because if you want to be a complete asshole and treat your players like shit, they'll probably support it because you're the coach. You're and, Cana- and you're Cana- your Canadian royalty yeah. with, yeah. with the Canadian yeah, press. That that's going to fly. That's a fair in point. PC DC. You know? Yeah, no, no, that's a fair point. I look at it more, you know, tactically, and and I'm thinking as more of a hockey guy, and. I just don't see the style that Babcock plays ever working in this league, especially not with this roster the way it's constructed. And this roster is not getting reconstructed anytime soon. No. You know, we need to get younger and faster, and that takes time. Yeah, we're and not a fast team. We, we have we, fast players. We did not, not play team. fast. That is my – Jeremy will agree. I, I really do like Reardon. I think he's a smart guy. I think I he's think a good he's a guy. Douchebag. I think his, his reluctance to let them just play – the pace of the game that was dictated by the other team was to their well, detriment. And it's, it's, it's the, it unfortunately shows negatively on him, but not too bad because it was his first time around doing this. I think he was honestly too worried about taking a big swing and making any changes because he even said when he first got the job was he was basically going to be a little more loosey-goosey than, than Trotz. <clears throat> Keep some of the similar defensive structure, but still push a little bit. And that was right. his idea all along. That's what his assistants wanted to do. We never saw that, I don't think, once. Or maybe when they were playing well, it was fine. Never adjustments, never anything. It was just like, well, I, I don't want to say too much because we're good and we got a good chemistry and we'll probably get better. You know, it was, It's like he didn't want to make changes. That's just what I see from the outside. Mm-hmm. He, he, first of all, didn't really follow through with what he said, and what he said sounded good. And then they just never said, okay, you know what, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And that was what, that's one of the things Trotz, is, to me, is amazing at. He, if, if things fall out, now getting smoked 8-2 to two doesn't really show that. Yeah, it wasn't fantastic. <laughs> usually he can say, you know what, we're not playing well. We're shutting things down. We're going to go all structure, all boring. We'll, we might lose this game 2-1, to one, but we're not going to lose it 8-2. to two. Right. You know, and usually that worked. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I never saw any of that from Reardon, but that's, just, you know, that's, that's an uneducated eye in a lot of ways. But I, just, I didn't see that out of him. I think McClellan thinks like I think. The players, <laughs> guy's yeah. fucking brilliant. No, I mean, I, I, <laughs> you fire him, please. No, I think I think he thinks like I think. I think he thinks the players didn't respect Todd Reardon, and they just sort of blew him off. When I, I think it's a combination of what you two right? just said. So, like Reardon was almost too hesitant to put his stamp on it because he right. was like, and just when he tried to, they were like, yeah, fuck off, right, you right. Know? So they he, they need somebody that can come in 
and and fucking be an asshole. But an asshole, but simplify everything, yeah. guys. You can't be an asshole like as a person. You got to be oh, an sure asshole as a coach, <laughs> right? But but like the well, Babcock's an asshole. That's what I'm saying. Just ask. Him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just a he's just a he's like a mean spirited dude. Well, apparently, Laviolette's kind of an asshole too. Oh, yeah, oh, he, you know? he is. But he has that he has that endearing quality about him where he'll be like, "Come here, you fucker," and then he'll tell him a funny story, and then he'll be like, "All right, don't do that right, again." But he's not going to go up to uh, Jacob Verón and say, "Who's the worst player on the team?" Jacob Verón. Hey, Jacob said you're the worst player on the team. <laughs> he's not going to fucking do that. Right. Shit. Right. Well, Verona could have looked at himself a couple games there in the bubble. Well, uh-huh. he, he was a bowl of shit. Yeah, he was terrible. He was drunk the entire fucking time. <laughs> By the way, do you see who's playing really well right now, Jerry? Don't even fucking One Chandler, Chandler Stevenson is lighting it up. Dude, it's lighting it up. Anybody gets a cup except for Ryan what, Reeves. That's, I, that's why I cannot cheer for what I What I love is I like Reeves. Like when they're talking Dish. about, oh, Stevenson bumped up to the first line. He can play anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, is this the same fucking guy? <laughs> Coaching makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah, your systems are everything. That's in why. That's why I don't think a lot. I'm not too thrilled about that dude because he left the team and they exploded. He got him to the cup. But what happened this year? They fired him and look how well they're doing now. But he yeah, was but holding back. Timing is is the key there too, and it's it, it's it shows what I mean. I don't know if it was McPhee's decision or I think it was actually more McCrimmon's. Um, they they loved DeBoer. And when DeBoer was available, they're like, you know what? You know, Galat's they had their guy. Fine, but, yeah. you know. Because, it's almost like if Cooper became yeah. available, we'd be like. That's, I'm, honestly, I think I think McClellan's waiting to see what happens, even though it's a 1% chance now, 0.1%. Um, if any of these last four guys, like, you know, maybe they could bring well, Trotz yeah, back or something. I think it's just him. I think it's the they wanted they're Cooper. It was either Cooper. Yeah, Cooper's. Oh, not I, I'm anywhere. with you. I mean, I'm with you. But yeah, but you bring up a great point, Jerry. Why, if it's down to these guys, why haven't they made a decision? I maybe. thought they were going to do it like a week or two. A I week thought ago. so too. Yeah, so did yeah. I. But maybe Cooper's in the same way Trotz was. Right? They want to see Cooper goes out, he wins a cup. Maybe he wants a new fucking contract, and Tampa Bay's like, I'm not paying you that shit. And then he. Maybe it's that. Maybe McClellan has learned that. You know, that would be the most twenty twenty thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. The longer shit right this there. goes, because he's interviewed everybody. Yeah, and they could make a decision tonight. But the longer this goes without it, it, he's targeting John Cooper, and he thinks that maybe Cooper, win, lose, or draw, may be available. And and you brought up the point earlier, Jerry. I mean, with their leadership group that the Caps have, maybe he's doing interviews one on one with guys and going, hey. Here's here's the interview I had with Babcock. Here's the follow up we did with them. Here's Laviolette. Well, I wouldn't give a fuck what Jacob Veron or anybody in that age group says. I would would talk about leadership. Ov Backy, Ov Backy, Carlson. um, Who else? Maybe maybe a guy like a like a Jensen or a Campney. Like you know, you know, uh, I think uh, Holpe would blend in well with Mike Babcock if they were. Yeah, they would get along great. All right, so let's get down to some roster questions real quick while we have a few minutes. Um, This team needs. It needs a jolt. It needs some energy. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to come from within at Hershey. Uh, they don't really have anybody that's going to blow your socks a, off. Apparently, they have the worst minor league system in the NHL. <clears throat> well, unless you guys got some guys down there that maybe have some speed, I'm I'm not as familiar with that team as McMichael. I usually am. Uh, well, you know, he he probably well he he wasn't even in Hershey. Year, yeah. You know, yeah. he, was, he, was he was in junior, but he yeah. he might make the team. He next might, year. yeah, he very well um, might. See, McMichael's the kind of guy if if you're going to say, you know what, let's just let's just. Trial by fire. Let's go. Yep. You know, let's see what happens. I don't want Babcock behind the bench. I don't want Babcock behind the bench at all. Yeah, me neither. 
mean, uh, unless he's had you know, you know, a complete the, reboot. The only thing is, is he's got success and he brings an iron fist, which I think this team needs. But other than that, the other ninety-eight percent of him, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think he's yeah, a good fit for this team. So I, think, I heard. Go ahead, go ahead, Jerry. I mean, you know, yeah, but his success was with one of the best teams of all time. Right. It wasn't just him. I mean, hey, he managed it well. There's no question. Um, and you know, maybe if you want to be you know rah rah positive, say hey, the Caps team with Ov back, he is one of the better teams we've seen in a while. We he can bring the magic back. I just, I ugh. yeah, I don't, I, I don't. I, see there were a lot of Russians on Detroit, and maybe they're talking to Ovi and saying, <laughs> "You got to get." Yep. He knows what he's doing, but you got to, you know, I don't know. So uh, you know, so we're down to the final four in, in in the bubble, and it's been interesting as teams have been eliminated and left the bubble. The theme has been very similar. It was very cool at first. It reminded you of, you know, first day back at summer camp where you got to see everybody, you got to play fucking video games and do whatever. And they were like, but it was weird because it was a ghost town. They literally made it a bubble. They were like, oh, you got to go out to restaurants. Yeah, you had like three restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it was the cycling of the same three restaurants. And you go to restaurant A and the penguins are in there. And guys are like, hey, what's going on, boys? It's a completely different than what it was. So all this talk about how the Caps were there and they didn't really want to play, apparently rinse and repeat for every team that's been eliminated. It's I the same, so. same thing. They, if I could go back in time, I would make all the series five games because hmm. it, would, it would lessen the amount of time they need to be there. And I, it may have enhanced the quality if a team is down 2 nothing, their sense of urgency to go. I think a lot of these guys were there to finish the season, and they were like – Hey, 50 50. If, if we win this first round, fuck, let's go. Let's win a cup. And they're like down three nothing. They're like, ah, who gives a shit? I just want to get home now. Well, and I, I think I've probably said it before and it's been said a lot. It's not an original thought, but I, I think it's, it's not as much that they, you know, they didn't care. It was just, I don't think it hurt as much to lose because what happens when you lose? You get to go home. Yep. Right. And so you get to go home and you get to chalk you know, it up and go, oh, you guys flamed out. You lost right. to the Islanders. You lost the Islanders in the 2020 bubble yeah. hockey. Fi- Nobody's yeah. going to fucking care about that in 20 years. Yep. You know? So. Barry Trotz shits all over McClellan right now. Yeah, he shit on Reardon. That was for sure. <laughs> um, Islanders that was, handed that it to was, us. That was a weird handshake, too. So are we, yeah. are we putting Odell Beckham in there for the <sighs> coach? Is that where we're going with this? You know, I'm not what even going to go what there. there? Uh, we, we will talk about that off the air. Um, something that I didn't we'll see. talk about it off the air. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, <clears throat> as we wrap up the NHL. Oh, oh, my God. As we wrap up the NHL here, I am praying for a Stars Lightning final because I think it would be exciting. No, I, th- I want Vegas in there. I don't want Vegas in there. I think that they are annoying as shit, but I think they're good. Yeah. Um, I, they're a pain in the ass. I think the Stars put up more of a fight in terms of the matchup with the Lightning than Vegas does. I, I think the Lightning are going to... Yeah, think, you know, I, they might demolish whoever they play. I think the Lightning look really good. <clears throat> they're yeah, so well, deep. They're good. God. Well, my thought was once we got down to eight, I was thinking Vegas and Tampa, so I'm just going to stick with that. Fair enough. Um, but no, Dallas is, is playing well. And I, I tell you what, man. If, if they can... I think Hudobin is legitimately crazy, and I love him. I think he's yeah, hilarious. He's nuts. But if he can, you know play well, they, they can win the whole damn thing. It's, yep. it's basically just on him. <laughs> yep. No, it really is. It really is. Um, no, but I, I love the way Tampa plays. Um, and uh, I, I think last night was a bit of an anomaly. I don't think they're going to just sweep the Islanders. I think the Islanders will get one, maybe two. You know, well, Trotz is smart. He's good. He'll, he'll make adjustments. But Tampa is so much better. Right. They didn't miss a shot. Until with the last five minutes, they missed one all game. Yeah, most teams miss what? No, oh. 
20, 30% of their oh, shots. more than that. You know, yeah. So I don't uh, know, no, yeah, it's probably, it's probably well, in that 30% range. Blocked. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they had shots blocked. But, um, no, I but, think uh, 25, 30%. Missed, so, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. You know, that's, that's one, that's ridiculous. That ain't happening anytime soon, I don't think. So, I don't think so either. You know, and just that alone probably, you know, doubled their goals almost, just not missing any damn shots. Hell, if the Caps would do that, they'd probably still be playing. <laughs> All right. So before we leave, mm-hmm. 11 and 5 Ravens, 11 and 5 Ravens. Jeremy, what's that? I have no idea. 11 and 5 sounds good. <laughs> uh, the oh. Red Wolves, Washington team name, whatever. Who Six wins. I say 5 and 11. I'll go ahead and just so we don't have the same answers for the for the why for Washington too. I'll go seven. Nice, nice. Six wins, and my hope seven. is that if if they get in sixteen games, I hope we're competitive in fourteen of them. Yeah, and again, there's going to be two throwaway games. It's going to happen. Let's see good defense. Let's see not the last thirty years of disaster. I mean, it won't be that much better this year. But you know, Haskins, you know, play well, stay healthy. You know, just you structure know, professionalism. Yeah. You know, I, I can't still care that much, but I really haven't cared about you know Washington in, in t- almost twenty years. Even though I watch every damn game, Jimmy cares way yeah. more about just yeah. ranting and raving at whatever referee screws oh, up. Yeah. That he, I want to, I want to <laughs> care again about about Washington. I want to care. And you yeah, know, you you bring up a good point. Give my, us something to care about. My yeah. favorite thing with Jeremy is we're watching the Cavs play, and it could be an obvious hooking call, obvious like the worst hooking call ever. And Jeremy's like. Fucking red. Well, if it's Furlat or something like yeah. that, yeah. You know, because I mean, then what he'll do is he'll go, okay, fine, that was a hook. But what they didn't call was. <laughs> exactly. So the only reason he hooked him is because he, he got hooked and that <laughs> fell down. He hooked when he got back up. Oh, he's my favorite. Made the right goddamn call the first time. <laughs> oh, these guys are great. All right. So uh, next week. We'll have uh, week one to talk about the in the uh, NFL, and we'll have. I think the Skins beat the Eagles. <clears throat> It's possible. I just, I just said five wins. One of the five it's, is. It's, it's, it's possible. If they're getting a seven, they better beat the Dude, I, I'm telling you, it, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. So every prediction has some sort of validity to it right now because we ju- we know so much less compared to going into a normal season. Eagles are banged up, man. They, they, they are. Um, yeah, we're, we're probably catching them in a good time, but, well, I don't I mean, know. If, I don't know if still a team. bad team, but who yeah. knows? But yeah, but if damn. we're down 17-3 at half, then... Uh, yeah, then, I mean, then, then disregard, you know? <laughs> right. Well, well, cheers. Uh, I will, I'm sure we will uh, be, be texting and chatting the entire weekend as our, uh, as our beloved Red Wolves play. And, uh, you know, hopefully down the road we'll, we'll, we'll get some actual good college football games, too. We support a team... Well, you guys support a team that has no name, a bunch of sexual harassment claims... Listen to this motherfucker, you guys. You're yeah. a resident I Red come, Wolves expert. I come... From a broken home, I can cheer for who I want to. <laughs> That's we, facts. We, we know. <laughs> All right, let's get off of a second. You guys can tell me about Odell Beckham. Uh, until next week, cheers, wings, beers, and tears. Give us a listen. Peace. Hey, for, before we leave, everybody watch the game. Brian Brzee starting for Clemson versus Wake Forest, and uh, the starting is center that, is uh, Michael Jurgens from Damascus. Is that That's this correct. Saturday? Damascus yep. on Damascus. Yep. Let's watch. Go Hornets. Sweet. Go Hornets. Good shout-out to the local boys. Till next week, be safe, wear your masks, be smart, don't be stupid. See you.